Hi everyone, welcome back to The Bible Project, and we're in part 28 of our journey together through the whole Bible, beginning with the book of Genesis. And we've reached the beginning of Genesis chapter 3. Now this is the one passage in the Bible which probably better than any other defines how Satan works. And it is the story of the temptation that takes place in the Garden of Eden. And it begins here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, which says this. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now this opening verse is absolutely packed with insights into how Satan operates. And the first thing I'd like to say is, did you notice that Satan disguises himself here? Verse 1 says Satan appears in the form of a serpent. Now in many people's minds this passage conjures up the image of a snake, but as a matter of fact later in the passage and in some other references in the Old Testament there is a suggestion that this was a serpent that walked upright. But the thing to note here is that temptation came to Eve and it came to her unexpectedly and in disguise. Now the other thing that verse 1 tells us is that he was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. So Satan, appearing as this serpent-like creature, is crafty and cunning. He didn't come presenting himself without and white wickedness in plain view. He comes subtly, shrewdly so to speak, in disguise, and he appears to Eve when she is alone. But what does that mean for us today? What is this picture painting for us today? Well, I would like to suggest that this helps us because it gives us an insight into understanding Satan's usual pattern, his usual way of working, because he's up to the same tricks even today. It means that Satan does not come in a red suit with devil horns and a pitchfork. He usually comes, and he often comes shrewdly, unexpectedly, and in the appearance of an ordinary person sometimes in an ordinary situation. He may also appear as a man or woman of influence and sometimes he can even appear as a religious person. Satan often shows up where people are trying to appear religious and he will often disguise himself as a person of knowledge or influence within that situation. And that will become more apparent as we look at how Satan operates in relationship to the Word of God. So let's go back and see what it is that Satan actually says in this scenario. Now the serpent was more craftier than any of the wild animals the Lord has made, it says. And then it says, he says to the woman, listen carefully, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The key point here is did God really say? If you look closely, if you consider that closely, you'll see that Satan is questioning what God said and deliberately misquoting what God said. And he's very clever because he's not denying that God spoke. And by doing so, he immediately engages a woman in a discussion about what God said. So in other words, Satan creates a gap in God's narrative. He finds a gap in the word of God and he inserts himself in it. This 
is what Satan does. This is how Satan operates. He creates or he suggests gaps that exist in the word of God and then inserts himself into them. And the effective way he does that usually is to say, just as he did to Eve, did God really say? You see, this phrase, when used, plants a bad seed. It plants a doubtful idea, not only about the word of God, but importantly about the goodness of God. Did God really say you could not eat of that tree, he said to Eve? Can you see? First, his purpose is to get her to doubt God's word, but then also to doubt God's goodness. So Satan isn't just casting doubt on the word of God. It goes way beyond that. He's in fact questioning the whole idea of the goodness of God. Bear in mind that up to this point Adam and Eve have already been given many many things that had testified to them of the goodness of God. Just think about already in these first few opening verses of the Bible all God has given to the human race. He's given them healthy bodies perfect companionship. He's even given them dominion and authority over the whole creation and he's given them permission to eat of every tree in the garden and access to the tree of life apart from one. And then Satan comes along and he highlights the one prohibition as if that outweighs all the other good things God has done for them. So he's casting doubt on the very character of God and that's what he still does today. But his starting point is always to try and plant a seed of doubt in the mind of anyone who would listen to him. Satan will always focus our attention on God's exclusions in such a way as to suggest God is limiting us by withholding something from us or stopping us experiencing pleasure or happiness. There are many people out there who see the Bible as just a list of rules that stop them doing the things they want to do in life. And that is exactly what the devil wants them to think. And that's what he wants them to think about God, his word and his personality. And that's what he's doing here with Eve. So I wonder how Eve will respond. Will we find out in the next episode how Eve responds to this, the temptation of Satan.